Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 16 of Revelation chapter 13, and we're reading verse 10. Revelation 13, verse 10. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. And at the end of our last study, we were discussing the Greek word translated as patience here, which is Strong's number 5281, hupo no or something similar to that. And it is derived from 5278, hupo meno. Hupo meno is a compound word. Hupo is a word that means under. And meno, Strong's 3306, means to abide, to endure, to continue. And we went to John 15 and, and saw how it's used there as uh, the Lord Jesus used it repeatedly in referring to con- or abiding in Him, continuing in His love, basically in keeping the Word of God, in keeping the faith of the Word of God, um, upholding the truth of the Word of God, and and continuing in those things that we have learned and received by God's grace. And the word hupomeno, 5278 in Strong's Concordance, basically means to abide under, to continue under, and it's under God's word. And to be under means you are in submission to, you are humbled before it. We, we are not above it, we, we are not attempting to come out from under it, but we are under the Word of God. And when we are in that kind of situation, in relationship to God's Word, we can expect affliction, persecution to come for the Word's sake, especially at the time of the end, at the time when there is great tribulation, and and now beyond, in the days after the tribulation, living on the earth in the day of judgment, we can expect that persecution and affliction for the word's sake to continue. Now, God doesn't uh, lie to us or deceive us. He tells us the truth. That is, through much tribulation, we enter into the kingdom of God. Well, so uh, this word, 5278, that our word patience is derived from, I want to look at a couple of places where it's found. In Matthew chapter 10, in Matthew 10, beginning in verse 19. But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what ye shall speak, for it shall be given you in that same hour what ye shall speak. This is similar language to Mark 13, 11, and it's referring to the hour of the great tribulation. 
Then it says in verse 20, For it is not ye that speak, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh in you. And God's people will speak what the Holy Spirit tells us to speak. No, he's not going to tell us audibly. There'll be no breaking of the the barrier of the supernatural. But through the word of God, the Bible says when we compare scripture with scripture, who teaches? The Holy Ghost teaches. When you teach, do you speak? Yes, you. of course, you have to. Well, the Holy Ghost teaches when we compare Scripture with Scripture. That is how he will speak to us. And when he does so, God takes full responsibility. It is not ye that speak, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh in you. Then it says in verse 21, And the brother shall deliver up the brother to death, and the father the child, and the children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that endureth to the end shall be saved. And for Christ's name's sake, you could substitute for the word's sake. There will be hatred uh, towards the people of God because of the things that the word of God declares that are coming forth, that God has unsealed at the time of the end. And in verse 22, where it says, He that endureth to the end shall be saved. That's the word, hupomeno, 52.78 in Strong's Concordance, that our word, patience, is derived from. Now, this word also a couple of times is translated as patience or patiently. And, and, and yet it's a word that means endure. And it's that compound word, to continue under. So we could understand this, but he that continues under to the end shall be saved. The one who continues to trust the Bible, continues to trust the right doctrines that God has graciously and kindly opened up to us. And he has opened up much information at the time of the end. Knowledge has increased tremendously over the course of the last several years as as God uh, carefully uh, opened up his word through the methodology, the process of his people going to the Bible and studying here a little and there a little, scripture with scripture. Then the Holy Ghost teaches, the Holy Spirit began to speak, and doctrine was um, brought forth, the doctrine of the end of the church age, the doctrine of annihilation, the doctrine of Christ being slain from the foundation of the world and paying for sins at that point and not making payment at the cross, the doctrine of the timeline for the great tribulation and for judgment day, and the doctrine that God did bring about spiritual judgment on the church and spiritual judgment on the world and several other things. The God's people are uh, required to continue to check it out, to make sure these things are so. And, and when they hear them, 
yes, go to the Bible and, and let me see. Let me see the verses that are being referred to and, and let me make sure that the Bible's saying this. But once that has been done, once these things have been proved through the Word of God to the individual, well then, they, they're responsible and obligated to accept them, to uh, place themselves under these teachings, and to become a steward of them. Remember in 1 Corinthians 4, God speaks of those that are stewards of the mysteries of God. And the mystery is, is that um, parable that is explained as Christ spoke in mysteries. He spoke in parables. And when God um, grants us understanding of a parable, of a hidden truth, then we become steward of it. Once again, we have taken the time to verify it, then we are a steward of it. And the question is, what are we doing with our stewardship? Now, those that have gone back from maintaining and holding on to these things and you won't catch them speaking of the end of the church age anymore. You won't find them making reference to Christ slain from the foundation of the world. And you won't hear them speaking of annihilation. And and you won't definitely hear them mentioning Judgment Day occurred on May 21. And, and so they have come out from under. They are no longer continuing in the faithful teachings of the Word of God, they're no longer continuing in the doctrine of Christ. As God painstakingly, carefully had His people understand that concerning information about the end, the wise will understand, and none of the wicked will understand. Ecclesiastes 8 said, A wise man's heart will know both time and judgment. And the Lord pointed out to us in Amos 3, 7, that he reveals his secrets unto his servants, the prophets. God pointed out that, yes, the time of the end will come as it was in the days of Noah. Well, in the days of Noah, God gave Noah, first of all, 120 years forewarning, and then very... um um, directly told him, yet seven days and I will bring the flood. So Noah could know the very day of the flood. And God also let it be known that he went into Sodom and grabbed a hold of Lot's hand before the fire and brimstone fell and dragged him out of the city. So he had forewarning and foreknowledge of the approaching judgment. And and many scriptures support that teaching that God has given to us also as uh, custodians and stewards to maintain. Well, uh, when those in the churches uh, say, well, no man knows the day or hour. Oh, yes, we're to keep watch, but you can't ever, ever expect to see anything while you're keeping your watch for the the coming of the Lord. And they they fail to see the ridiculous nature of of their very doctrine that uh, they are to watch, yet they cannot see. And that's why God mocks them 
in Isaiah and says uh, they are a blind watchman. They're they're like a guard dog that cannot bark. And and that's exactly the spiritual condition of the churches and congregations and exactly the spiritual condition of any ministry or any professed believers, whether in the church or out of the church, that now want to place themselves in that situation of no man can know the day or hour, which basically that teaching, uh, unlike other erroneous teachings, that teaching has a very specific purpose. Well, other erroneous teachings do too, but the purpose of coming to the conclusion that no man knows a day or hour is to ward off all the end-time doctrines, to ward off the information about a great tribulation, to ward off information about a day of judgment, to to put at a distance the idea of spiritual judgment coming on May 21, 2011, to remove oneself from even the discussion. So you can just, as it were, um, magically, I hate to use that word, but but you bring up this verse, no man knows a day or hour, now be gone, you uh, who have this biblical calendar of history and who lay out a timeline. Yes, it's precise, and yes, I can't find fault with it, but no man knows a day or hour, so I dismiss it out of hand. And I, with a wave, I, I turn from it, and I now contentedly, now um, with biblical backing, I can turn my attention to what? To the things of the world. I can turn my attention to living my life in this world without worry or concern about knowing that the days are short and that Christ is coming and so forth. Without all this uh, ruckus of spiritual judgment on the church and spiritual judgment on the world. Now I'm free. At all, why am I free? Because no man knows the day or hour. And really, they have come out from under uh, not only that teaching, but a great many truths that God so graciously, that that's the only way to put it, that God for our benefit, for our blessing, for our welfare, has given to us a, a large amount of information. He has increased our knowledge concerning his end time program regarding times and seasons and now it's all gone. It, it's all put over there. And and believe me, you, uh, you might think, well, some people they they just don't want to talk about the end. They're they're not doing away with the biblical calendar or judgment on the church. Well, give them time. Give them time. They've just started in their retreat. They've just begun to turn back. They've just um, initiated the process of going away from. The Word of God. And how does, how does God respond to someone who turns back and who has gone to a point and yet has decided, well, uh, I, I had better get back to that other road, wherever that fork in the road was. Well, remember God, when, when individuals 
are not upholding. They're not being a faithful steward of his mysteries, of his truth, of his right doctrine. Well, God begins to work against them. He begins to fight against them. And if they lost one truth, a major truth, well then, often is the case, they'll lose more. And they'll lose sight of other things because the Bible is that uh, intricate, delicate, handy work of God that where all things fit together so perfectly, so neatly, and and you can't rip something out and expect everything else to just uh, keep its place. No, then other things begin to fall and other things begin to go back. And we've seen it. We've seen it with some that were uh, right with us. At least that's what they said. They said they understood these things. They professed knowledge of many of these things that e-Bible continues to hold on to and to declare. And, and yet now, in many instances, oh no, oh no, no man knows the day or hour and and how do you know the church age is over? And how do you know God ended salvation for the churches? There might be saved people there. And 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 it begins. You see, the doctrine of, of accepting no man knows a day or hour is not an edge of the wedge. It, it's, it, it's the whole hammer blow that has cracked open. Satan doesn't have, or the enemy doesn't have uh, a tiny little crack to infiltrate. And believe me, it's a, a huge gaping hole that has been brought against the the sound teaching of God's word. Well, okay, let, let's also look at Matthew 24, where this same word trans, is translated as endure or endureth. In Matthew 24 and verses 12 and 13. Well, I'll start reading in verse 11. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. He that will continue under, abide under, to the end, will be saved. And uh, we should say it's not because of uh, his effort. It's not because of his work as though we could keep ourselves faithful, that we could maintain right doctrine on our own. But it's because these people that are spoken of here as the ones enduring or continuing under, they are the elect. They are the ones that God has given a new heart and a new spirit to. They are the ones that have the spirit of Christ within. And and therefore, God holds them fast. And they are steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. They continue to keep the faith. They continue to trust God, to wait on Him, to patiently endure through the affliction, through the tribulation, through the reviling, and they accept the criticism, and they accept the judgment of man, 
because with them it's a small thing to be judged of man uh, in comparison to the judgment of God. Who cares if a man thinks that that you're a heretic? Who cares if someone thinks that uh, you're you're a beast or or you're of Satan? What does that matter? That is their minuscule judgment that is based upon their own thinking that is faulty. And we know it's faulty because God warns against reviling anyone in the Bible. No one is to revile another. No one has that right or allowance by God. No, not the Lord Jesus wouldn't even speak evil of Satan himself, we read in the book of Jude. And yet, uh, there are those that that think, oh, they uh, they must serve God by letting the world be known that this person and this ministry and these others, they're heretics and and they they don't love the truth and and they just well uh, you know e bible has been spoken evil of to some very terrible depths i mean it's been um interesting to see how many and how often people speak evil of e bible fellowship because of the teaching that we maintain May 21, 2011 was Judgment Day, that God did shut the door, that he did put out the light of the gospel. And 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 so that has sparked the ire of many and the anger of many, and they gnash on us with their teeth. And yet all of that, if you, if you would take all of their, their anger and, and fury and wrath and pile it together, what is it? Well, it doesn't amount to much at all. It's like a little puff. And, and on the other hand, you have the wrath of God, the, the anger and fury of Almighty God that is upon the wicked of the world. And, and that is where we fear. Uh, we we fear God. We don't fear man. We don't fear the uh, judgment of man, the bulls and decrees and edicts of men. Who cares what the church declares? If they declare, um, and they did previously, oh, family radio is heretical. Well, who cares? Uh, this is a church that wouldn't know the truth and and hasn't been able to uphold the truth. For many years, it's a church that God has abandoned. And and so we're not very concerned with the determination, with the sentence that is pronounced upon us from a church or an individual. The main and real concern is, what does God think? And are we faithful to the Bible and to what the Word of God says? The Bible is our authority. And really, uh, I think when we get all these angry responses, it's an evidence and a proof of the truthfulness of the word of God. As God has said, uh, that affliction arises for the word's sake. It's not for us. They could care less about us. As God said to Samuel, they haven't rebelled against you. It's not you personally, but it is him, it is the Lord that is the offense. It is the word of God that is the offense. It's the word 
that declares these things. It's the judgment of God that um, that is blasphemed. That's the real problem people are having. It's not with us that stand beside or with the word of God as God draws us to his word and holds us uh, closely to him through his word, but it is the word itself that is the offense and and that people just are um, despising. It, it's not uh, really the true believer. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.